Hi everyone, and welcome to The Cozy Club, a warm hug and podcast forum for all the soft hearts out there. Grab a warm drink and join us for wholesome books, games, stories, and more. I'm Reagan. And I'm Monica. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about our Cozy Club book club pick, and that is Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies, which Ooh. I'm so excited <laughs> to... Yes. Oh, my mic just... Oh no! <laughs> just so excited. So just throwing even things. handle it, throwing <laughs> things everywhere. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yes, I'm so excited to talk about the book club pick. I mean, I feel like there's much to discuss. We also, I feel mm-hmm. like, picked a really a trendy novel. You know, yeah, I like this everywhere. So. Pat on our backs for being so topical. Look at us go. Um, but just a couple quick reminders before we dive in. First of all, if you haven't yet, please subscribe on your podcast app of choice. And if you haven't yet, we always love to read all of your reviews and they really help us out with like discoverability and all of that stuff. Also, this is our final episode for our spring season, but we are going to be back in mid-June for our next season and we're so excited, so stay tuned. We'll definitely be having some Taylor Swift recaps Mm -hmm. and lots of other cozy discussions on their way. Yes, all very summer themes, so you know, Mm -hmm. we'll all be sweaty and (laughs) together. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah, there we go. But I guess kind of to start to dive into talking about the book itself, so just similar to last time's episode, part of this episode will be non-spoiler, but obviously we are going to get into the meat and potatoes of the story, so before we do specifically go into spoilers themselves, we'll be sure to shout that out, so if you want to click Mm -hmm. off or save this episode to finish for a later time, we'll be sure to give you ample opportunity to uh, know know when you're going to be spoiled. But to kind of start out, I think it'd be best maybe to summarize the book and give our general thoughts and ratings for the story. Monica, do you want to start us off with that? Yeah, so quick summary, Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies is basically a, like, cute, fun, fantastical, cozy romance following Emily Wilde, who is this very, like, type A professor Mm. uh, who studies fairies, and she has this kind of one-sided academic rivals relationship with this other guy, Bamblebee. well, well <laughs> I, lo- I love Wendell. his name. Bamblebee. It's just Bamblebee. Wendell Bamblebee. It is so really, nice to say. It really rolls off the tongue. It really does. <laughs> so she has this like one-sided uh, rivalry with him. And she has gone off to this sort of desolate, snowy town in order to do some research for a paper that she's writing in order to get herself like a permanent like teaching position and all of this stuff and she's gone off to this land and then who shows up but bamblebee (laughs) and the story kind of goes from there did i miss anything no i feel like that's pretty it's a pretty good (laughs) it's a great synopsis you absolutely killed it killed amazing thank you thank you um so I would say general thoughts, no spoiler mm-hmm. thoughts. I think this delivered for the most part as being one, a cute and cozy read. It's it's a ro- mm-hmm. it has romance plot line, but it does very much still have fantasy, fae plot lines, fae stories, the folklore surrounding fae is still a pretty significant part of the story through and through, which I personally really appreciated. In terms of spice, because I feel like when talking about romance, we have to kind of give it a spice level. This definitely leans more mm-hmm. on like the cozy, cute side of the spectrum when it comes to mm-hmm. romance, which personally speaking, 
I love, you know, I mm-hmm. love a cute will they won't they sort of vibe. So definitely want to call that out too. But I feel like I went in wanting a low stakes, charming time. And I feel like for the most part, that's definitely what this book gave me. It didn't blow my mind, but at the same time, honestly, in parts, I feel like I was rather impressed with kind of the fantasy plot line. Like I wasn't expecting there to be such a thorough background of the Fae in the book, which I appreciated. Yeah. So I liked this book. I gave it like a four stars. Yeah. Yeah. I'm basically on the same same wavelength. I was also really impressed by the fantasy. I feel like oftentimes when I read a romance novel and there's fantasy, it mm. it always feels very lackluster. And it's always, yeah. like, to be honest, a bit of a letdown. And I felt mm-hmm. like this was, like, really thoughtful. Like, it felt like the author put weight both on, like, creating this really interesting fantasy universe and also, mm-hmm. like, creating these really fun characters. I think for mm-hmm. me, the word that I would use to describe this book would be delightful. It was just so... I loved the banter, especially between Mm -hmm. Emily and Wendell. I... I just like loved I also like love like she's like super curmudgeonly and he's just like mm-hmm. so you know over the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love I, yeah I just loved his character in general and it was just really fun reading about their relationship mm-hmm. um I also really liked the added like element of like academia which I thought was cute I think my one criticism is that I kind of just wanted a little bit more of the romance. Like, mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted it to be... And, like, granted, I feel like maybe this will get more fleshed out in yeah. future books. But, yeah, I think that was, like, the one thing. I was, I was like, I just want you to push it a little bit more. I like mm-hmm. the... Like, I wasn't upset about, like, how chaste it was. Because it's very, like, mm-hmm. very wholesome um, and all of that. But I just wanted, like, a little bit more emotion, I think. Yeah. Uh, or I just wanted to feel it a little bit more. And so sooner. far, yeah, sooner. Yeah. And I wanted it like, I also just like love like just cutesy moments. And I mm-hmm. feel like I just wanted a couple more of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and if so, this book would have like really blown me away. But yeah. I still really enjoyed it. And I also gave it four stars. I feel like once I realized there was a sequel, I was like, oh, I think some of the romantic pacing like maybe made a little more, a bit more mm-hmm. sense to me. Not that I necessarily excuse it because I feel very similar to you in that regard and we'll dive into more specific details in a minute. Another thing yeah. I wanted to shout to you is I feel like on the social medias, especially TikTok, a lot of people say this book is like a Howl's Moving Castle-esque story. And going mm-hmm. into the story, I wasn't sure exactly, obviously Howl's Moving Castle important book to me, important movie to me. So I was like, how? Yeah, That's a same. big thing to say, you know? Yeah. And I think from a plot point of view, they're like nothing at all similar. Oh, I yeah, no. It threw me off for a second. But I do think Wendell, our main mm-hmm. male protagonist, definitely has like how vibes, how tendencies and his drama and his like kind of over the topness. Um so yeah. I, I can definitely see the parallels. I think it reminds me more of Howl's Moving Castle, the book, more than maybe the film. Mm. Um, and I also think that for the most part, when people say like, oh, this book is like Howl's Moving Castle, I've noticed I don't think they're ever actually really referring to the plot. It's mostly just anytime there is a kind of vain, dramatic man yeah. <laughs> as the romantic lead. Which, and then automatically fair, the book is like Howl's Moving Castle. Castle. And like, honestly, I do love those kinds of men. So I do do. I'll take I, it. I, I do as well. And I would agree. Like I can see the similarities between Hal mm-hmm. and Wendell, like vibe wise. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I love the Howl's Moving Castle book too. And I, I, I can see like in terms of being like classic fairy tale like esque sort of situation, they definitely have similarities to that. I would just caution people, you know, yeah. take any this book is just like this book with a grain of salt in general. But I can definitely see the parallels. I just think people are really selling it online right now. <laughs> Oh, got it. Yeah. I feel like that would also, though, if I were to give it a comparison, like mm. Howl's Moving Castle would probably be the one I'd pick. It'd probably yeah. be the best best comparison I'd be able to give that, like, actually is, like, the the actual comparison I would give is a book that I don't think very many people have read. But, um, yeah, I feel like that's the only, like, really popular thing that I would compare it to. Yeah. No, I'm not even saying it's a bad comparison. Yeah. I'm just saying I wasn't sure what people meant by mm, the house of the castle comparison until i picked it up so at first mm-hmm. i was like a little confused because i was like this plot doesn't really remind me of house of castle like yes but, i like, will the also book, say i do think their the relationship characters. is very sophie and howell exactly like so her when the, she's when the very relationship like... yeah so when i saw the relationship begin to kind of be more center stage that i was like oh i see like the mm. comparison now like that's why i was like oh i see it and the characters and their relationship together. So it's more like yeah. a caution because I feel like I was picking mm-hmm. it up like, oh, is it an adventure story? Like they're going off into all these different lands. Like I wasn't really sure like what to expect. And there's elements of that, but I was like, oh, it's definitely more so like in the relationship component between our two main characters as being compared yeah. to like House. It's always tricky when you compare something to like such a beloved thing because I yeah. feel like it's like people are like, oh, this isn't like exactly that. Yeah, and, you know, which it doesn't need to be. It definitely gives yeah. Hal vibes. I was just more like, oh, that was just kind of my take, I guess, more so. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds me of like when everyone was calling "She Who Became the Sun" it was like Mulan meets oh, Song of yeah. Achilles, which honestly, that's a really good comparison. I, would say I think that. so. That book really like, is like those two things combined. I know. Like, I actually think that captures the spirit of that pretty well. <laughs> and I, I, yeah. I think House of Castle captures the spirit, especially of the relationship dynamics of this, pretty well, too. You know what oh. people compare to Howl's Moving Castle all the time that I hate? <laughs> what? Is that, what was, what's that, what's the name of that book? Not An Enchantment of Ravens, the other one. Sorcery of Thorns. Because I was so hesitant to go into this, because I was like, oh, I've like, oh, I've no, been burned by people. Sorcery of Thorns. I hate that book. Yeah, it's awful. It's so bad. It has nothing like House of Castle. At Absolutely all. nothing. Yeah. Nothing I think about just because, like, the guy is, like, a little vain. People are like, oh, he's just like Howl. I'm like, no, he's no. not. No. Howl is way more. Do- this book definitely captures, I feel like, more of the range of what Howl has to offer. This book being Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies. Sorcerer of yeah. Thorns? Absolutely not. People compare that to House of Castle. So- they do. Please. It's like the main selling point for that book. And it's oh. like, <laughs> it's so frustrating to me because I, I just remember reading that that book and being like, this is so, like, I, I remember reading it at first and being like, oh, I'm going to love this. And then mm. just like as the author continued to like squander more and more of these interesting ideas. And that's the thing that like oh, was yeah. the big that thing book, for me. It's, is that, it's like, like I the feel first like, part is good and then the end yeah. is, and then it gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And it's so frustrating because there's so many good ideas in it and I just mm-hmm, felt like mm-hmm. they were – and I feel like it's such an interesting comparison with Emily Wilde's because mm. I think that they're kind of similar in that regard, but I think Heather Fawcett sticks the landing. And, like, she doesn't put too many ideas into it that, that there is such a letdown and also, like, the ideas that she does put into it, I feel like she – fleshes out enough to like keep it interesting 
Yeah, I also feel too, like, especially with stories, what am I trying to say? Like, Sorcery of Thorns is definitely trying to be, like, more dark and gritty, like, fantasy, but it has those mm-hmm. academia, academia elements to it. You know, fae stories, like, complicated main character relationships. But I feel like Emily Wilde, too, does a good job of kind of capturing the spirit of a fairy tale and the reference mm-hmm. points of the folklore that is constantly being told within the stories. Like, not everything needs to be exactly straightforward or, like, it's more about creating a vibe or an ambiance for the st- or the stage for things to kind of take place in and kind of draw the reader in. And I feel like Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies, like, <laughs> does a good job. It's a little bit of a mouthful. Uh, does a really it good is. job of, like kind of embracing the style of the type of story it's trying to be yeah i think it's also what i was reading um the author bio at the end of the book Mm uh it's really telling that she is normally a writer of middle grade Mm. because like i I definitely get i know (laughs) i love this like almost like trend of adult books being written with like a middle grade sense of whimsy yes I just I love that and so yeah every time I see like a middle grade writer is writing something for like like an adult genre or whatever I'm like I'm so excited no I totally agree whimsy like also not this isn't a good example of it but like especially Mm -hmm. because you can make whimsy dark or yeah you could do so many things with whimsy this is not dark but Mm -hmm. um it it takes whimsy so well and I just I love whimsy in stories I love middle grade for a reason and I, I love that elements of it are kind of moving beyond middle grade too though no yeah i agree it could be a little dark there's a few like really violent moments in it which we can dive (laughs) which i know we can dive we can dive into a bit more in terms of like how i feel like the author really stayed true to the fae aspect of this Mm -hmm. book which i really appreciated too um but maybe we say that for the spoiler section so i think we've kind of exhausted our initial (laughs) Uh, what's the word spoiler free viewpoint of this story so all in all we really liked it it was really cute yeah. great dynamics between the characters this is my favorite i think of all of our books so far of the two yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> all right yeah i just really disliked i guess the other one <laughs> Listen, i don't i like this more also than the thursday yeah. Murder club it's more my yeah. speed just in general too but it's hey fair. You know what? So, something's got to be on top, you know? Even if there's just two. I don't know why in my head we've done like four. You're <laughs> like, we've done two. it's our fifth year doing this podcast. <laughs> but amazing. I think from here we'll move more into the spoiler section. But this is your official heads up. We are we are now moving on to spoilers. You've been warned, officially. So uh, <laughs> do we want to start with characters, the romance, the fantasy elements? Where do we kind of want to dive deeper into first? Do you want to tackle characters? I think so. I think that's, I mean, that's, I, that I feel like is the heart of the story. So let's let's start mm-hmm. there. Thoughts on Emily? I liked Emily. I feel like she's got her quirks, but mm-hmm. I feel like her quirks were like hers. You know what I mean? And I feel like if written in different ways or maybe present in other characters, they maybe would have annoyed me. But I feel like Emily Wilde was like distinctly herself. So I felt mm-hmm. like it was more like character- moments to like explore and to see arcs of versus to be like flaws to me personally if that makes sense yeah. you know yeah I found her really refreshing as yeah a character like I loved how passionate she was about her mm-hmm. research and mm-hmm. I I loved that like 
you don't really see her like she doesn't really ever at least consciously pine for Wendell. Like, mm-hmm. There's definitely like some sort of emotions there, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like liked that she was very much like focused, steadfast uh-huh. in her like what she wanted to do and how she was going to do it, and like and she was mm-hmm. going to do it. Um, yeah, which I really really liked, and I also just like really liked her like not as a foil, but like set against Wendell's character because mm-hmm. like I feel like he is so good at like picking out all these like little elements of her personality and Mm -hmm. in a way that like made them even more like endearing and charming so yeah I really loved like those two together because I just Mm -hmm. feel like they both like complement each other really well as characters so much it's like Emily Wilde I also feel like especially in romance, we get an Emily Wilde type character, but much more often found in the male character. And then we have more of a sunshine mm-hmm. character and the female character that enters their life or whatever. So mm-hmm. it was also refreshing just to see Emily Wilde, especially in the time period this book is set. And I, I want to say it's like early 1900s. It's kind of hard to perfectly place, but the idea is in the past relatively, um, like being so focused on what she's passionate in. And what I also really liked about the story too, is as it progressed and even as the romance became a more of a significant part of the plot line, Emily Wilde never stopped caring about the Fae and her research and her desire mm-hmm. to unlock these secrets. I often find sometimes or oftentimes when there's kind of a fantasy romance component, when the romance becomes more a significant part of the plot line, the fantasy part kind of falls to the wayside or even like the initial passion of the characters as to why they're doing XYZ thing to begin with, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like the author never really let Emily's passion dim, which I felt was really important to her character and to the story too, you know? I agree. I also really loved the, also just like the style that the book is written in because it is written yes. as like her diary entries, yes. which for me, well, one one of my favorite things growing up were these, like, Dear America or, like, Princess series where it was literally, like, diary entries. Mm-hmm. And so every time I read a book that's, like, written in diary format, it just, like, fills me with so much, like, happiness. And so I loved that already. But then mm-hmm. I just, like, loved how in the style in which Emily wrote her diary entries, you can mm-hmm. really get an understanding for, like, how she was feeling and, like even if she wasn't writing something out explicitly, like it just, mm-hmm. I feel like it, she, the author did such a good job of like getting across yeah, um, her mood and just like the tone of what was going on mm-hmm. in her life. And I also think it's important too, like thinking about Emily Wilde as a character, her feelings, okay, because this is like her field journal. Like this is not mm-hmm. her traditional place where she's going to be writing about her everyday emotions, but shows like how, large her emotions for Wendell began to be by the end of the book that they would even mm-hmm. spill over in like such a professional place and I also think because Emily is is has like distinct differences in her personality so like I think that in itself shows like almost like her version of pining you know that he mm-hmm. would like bleed into her research notes and which would probably yeah. annoy the hell out of her. She's like, oh, yeah. get out of here. You know, but like, I think like it's a funny, I think it's like an interesting way to like think about how she kind of was pining after him, but like in her own way and in a way that also probably annoyed 
her to no end too yeah yeah i'm sure oh my gosh i loved the diary entry that yes yes it was one of my favorite parts yeah and i also really loved all of the diary entries of the actual like fae stories that she was Mm -hmm. like learning from town and one i liked how they kind of reflected the story in and itself but i just appreciated their like true fayness you know Mm -hmm, i feel like mm -hmm. my favorite type of fae stories are ones that are like true to the vibe of Faye, which is kind of like dark, you know? They're yeah. beautiful, there's there's nature, but there's kind of this like strangeness to them. And mm-hmm. also this kind of like uh, absurdity and cruelty and all of these things that kind of are associated with the Faye. And I feel like she didn't try to like cozy down Faye too much to kind of fit the overall style of the story and so I just feel like I really appreciated how the story like stayed true to the Faye vibe if you will and I also feel like that still also connects to Emily's character because it is a dangerous line of work like it's not Mm -hmm. that she's just like really interested in these stories but she's also willing to put her life her livelihood on the line to pursue this information because that's how like deeply passionate she is about it you know yeah, I agree. Kind of on that note, do we want to switch over to Wendell's character? Yes, Wendell. Because that's one thing that, like, I thought was interesting about him because, like, obviously he is a fairy king. Mm-hmm. And, like, there were times when I was like, I just feel like there'd be times when I'm reading it and I loved his character. So this is mm-hmm. a knock against his character. There are times when I was like, I almost feel like he's too human. Like, he mm. lacks. And I'm like, I wonder if there's, like, a reason. Like, what – like, other than being exiled, like, mm-hmm. is it just because he spent so much time with humans? Like, I kind of want to explore that a bit more. But yeah. then there would be times where he would be very, like, callous with, like, violence and yeah. stuff. But uh-huh. it was never towards humans. It was always towards yeah. other fae. So that's the thing that, like, I was just interested about. Loved his character. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, the one thing where I was like – I don't know. I I think this feels like there's some sort of like loophole or something Mm. happening here. That's a good point. And I also think maybe explored more in book two. I think the most fairy-esque element from him outside of the violence you mentioned about showing towards Faye, um, Mm -hmm. maybe at the end of the book when he was planning that elaborate scheme to like save her with like the poison and like – yeah. (laughs) disguising himself and like all of these things (laughs) yeah he's very but i totally get what you're saying and i'm curious if maybe that will be hopefully something explored more with explanation and like later installments but i was wondering if that was kind of what the so like the last story that she Mm -hmm. tells about like the half Mm -hmm. human half fairy boy yeah i was kind of wondering if there was something about that maybe Mm. because i do Mm -hmm. feel like he lacks like that certain level of like callousness or like yeah like just sort of i at agree the, at his whim like being able to just like kill someone that like all yeah. the other like fairies seem to have especially in this book it was like all yeah. the other fairies that were present were ones that were like easily distracted mm-hmm. but also like cold like the fairy king mm-hmm. that was supposed to be good but also like he basically snowed in an entire village and could have killed them yeah. all just because it was like a yeah. whim you know so that's definitely a really good point in the last story Ooh, look at you monica mm. <laughs> that's a good theory that's a good theory because otherwise what was the point of that final story it was like there has mm-hmm. to be something that we're hinting out here yeah 
No, that's definitely a good point. I also loved, speaking of Wendell being a fairy, how Emily Wilde was like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a fairy, but he doesn't know that I know. So there's like all those like <laughs> funny, like uh, where he's trying to play it cool or like think mm-hmm. he's not being super obvious. And she's like, yeah, man, I've known for this entire time. Like you literally yeah. can't touch silver. Like I'm not stupid. <laughs> it's really funny. I agree. Yeah. What about the townspeople? I thought the town dynamics were really interesting. I also appreciated mm-hmm. its inclusion because one, it makes sense that, okay, this is like the 1900s. So a small mm-hmm. area um, would have really specific customs and really mm-hmm. specific social expectations that also might not necessarily be readily available to discover for yourself. You know, it's not like you can quickly Google something. So like mm-hmm. navigating navigating that could be really difficult for anyone but obviously emily herself is maybe not so skilled specifically in that area so i thought the that being an element of the plot tension was interesting and specific which i sort of appreciated what about you yeah i agree i liked i liked that they had very specific cultures i almost kind of i will say that that almost also kind of frustrated me because i was like but she's like this really like buttoned up researcher Mm. and I just feel like she would have researched that um so that was like the one thing that I was like I like this I like it with her character and I like the way that it like introduces the town and the culture and all of Mm -hmm. that but at the same time I'm like but this mm." (laughs) yeah I feel and it's not like this is her but this is also like also a good point too because this isn't her first field mission either yeah, like she's so it, it is a little surprising that she like wouldn't be mm-hmm. more prepared in that regard. But I really, I really liked the townspeople. I loved the like because like you do kind of get that little background about her and like not having a family. Mm-hmm. And so like at the end when they're like we're family, I was like, I love this for you. I know. <laughs> I also liked it being like this cold, sort of desolate setting, and I also mm-hmm. love the image of her like tromping around and all of these ridiculously. <laughs> unsensical clothing and like the wilderness like hiking in her petticoats or whatever it's just like (laughs) such a funny image and I actually think that attracts with her because she's like this is what I wear so I'll wear it here too you know um but yeah I I I liked the setting and I liked the town but I definitely feel like it was kind of like okay it doesn't necessarily make sense for her to not have researched this but also we want this conflict to happen. Yeah. So it's like, exactly. exactly. it's like, oh, how are we, and it gives Wendell like a way to like be useful. So it's, it's definitely a quandary in that way, I guess. Yeah. It like needed to happen. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's like that part in the Lifetime movie where you're like, that doesn't make any sense, but I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not, I guess, I don't know if you'd really count as a character, but thoughts on Shadow? Cause I loved Shadow. I love Shadow, and I want more on Shadow. Me too. I like, love the like reveal a... of, like, what mm-hmm. Shadow was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I also feel like having, like, a book of Emily Wilde's pre-Wendell adventures could be interesting. Like, a little short story yeah. collection. You know? If they're, That'd like, really cute. romps together. But I'm a big fan. <laughs> ten, 10 out of 10, Shadow Stan. Do we want to move more into the romantic pacing? Mm-hmm. 
element of the plot or just like the plot in general. So this could include lots of different elements of pacing. But maybe we start with the romance. I really liked the romance. I thought it was very cute, very charming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I I mentioned this earlier. I did kind of just want like a little bit more romance, a little bit more like romancing, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But other than that, like I did really enjoy it overall. I thought it was very cute. And I I really liked them as a couple. Like I just loved their whole dynamic. I agree. I think they're – I totally agree with that in, in all counts. Like, I loved them. I love their dynamic together, and I wish we just had a bit more. Like, even, like, scenes of, like, Wendell doing, like, really obvious things to try to, like, win her over earlier, and she just completely is not catching on. Like, even that would have been cute. You know what I mean? But even, like, it would have been nice, too, to kind of see a little bit more of warming up from Emily's point of view a little bit sooner just to kind of give yeah. the ending like a more roundness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at least I can say it wasn't overpaced because then it would just be boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing is I feel like I so rarely like the pacing of romance in romance yeah. books. And yeah. I much prefer this style. Like, even though, like, mm-hmm. I do, I, I agree. I wish it had started a little bit sooner. I wish that there had been a little bit more. I genuine I generally will much prefer like a slower burn mm-hmm, romance that like takes a while to develop and like that's always been my biggest frustration with romance books when I do read them is I just feel like it's so soon and I mm. just I never fully I usually just like never fully care enough about the yeah. couple um and so I like this because I feel like I really bought them as friends and I really bought mm-hmm. them as like part uh, like partners mm-hmm. before our even like the romance stuff started but I yeah I also feel like with the knowledge of there'll be more books in the series I mm-hmm. actually almost feel like I even though I like yes it could be paced but like I almost am happy that it's still slow because I don't mm-hmm. even think it's like fully yes they're an item you know what I yeah. mean like I still feel like mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of like a lot of space left to explore and for me I have a toxic trait where I am completely uninterested after like the first kiss yeah almost well mm-hmm. I am but like also it's like mm-hmm. I love that tension and that build-up like yeah. the most in a romance story so if it's like too quick then I'm like well I don't really care about the rest <laughs> in some ways <laughs> you know what I mean so I I appreciate at least like the slower pacing because I do want to read book two not just for the yeah. romance but for all the other elements too um yeah but especially yeah. I just feel like there's more to explore yeah I hate it when it's like the couple are like perfectly happy and together and then the second book the like the whole conflict Conflict. is like oh something is pulling them apart and it's just like it's always so predictable and it's so boring frustrating yeah it's always stupid like I totally agree or like sometimes I don't mind as much in series with like lots of characters because Mm -hmm. then I can focus on their romance and I can just like the characters but I third books and like trilogies that mostly center romance I'm always like ugh. I'm bored. You're yeah. already together. So I appreciate um, the slower pacing because I feel like I'm much more like captured. And because I like them individually and I like their friendship, mm-hmm. I can then like their romance in a way that I won't be bored after they like get together. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, so I like their sense. dynamic. So that I for that, I can appreciate the slower pacing pacing all right so we talked about the romance mm-hmm. now i guess we should dive into a little bit more of the like actual fantasy side of things mm-hmm. and the whole like fairy world yeah that heather fawcett bit, built um so what were your thoughts on it 
I really liked it. I really mm-hmm. went in with expectations that it was going to be more of like a backdrop and not like they would quickly become irrelevant to the plot, like as the mm-hmm. romance began to move forward. And clearly it wasn't. And I just felt like the research, the intricacy, I know I spoke a bit. I'm trying not to be redundant for the stuff I said earlier. The style of the Fae, the nature elements that was included within the Fae, the creativity and the whimsy, just all of it really worked for me. Yeah, no, I agree. And I loved the little like, even just like the little details, like mm-hmm. Wendell's mirrors and things like mm-hmm. that, I thought were mm-hmm. like, they just added that like sense of whimsy to the story that I really Mm -hmm. love and I also loved the like very differing cultures of the Mm -hmm. different like courts and even just like the different hierarchies I thought it was just all like really well done you know Mm -hmm. like it it felt like even outside of this book like she had really fleshed out this world and like she was just able to like pull from it Mm -hmm. um versus like sometimes with stories like this it feels almost like uh like the author's kind of like making it up as they go along yeah that makes sense and this felt like no there's like concrete like thought and yeah. like plans planning and mm-hmm. research that went on yeah all of that couldn't be couldn't agree more i also feel like it's a great u- example of you can really create a realistic interesting well fleshed out fantasy world without a lot of density mm-hmm. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i feel like she included all the important bits that was needed for the story and it didn't feel like flimsy at all like it felt really like logical and creative and you know and it and it wasn't this like long huge dense fantasy book either um and i thought that was impressive too yeah i agree outside is there anything else that we want to talk to or should we dive into our reader submissions i think we can do the reader submissions i'm so excited there's one of these that like I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, but our first one is from Abigail. And Abigail's thoughts, uh, thoroughly enjoyed this cozy recommendation. I really appreciated the description of the cottage decor and found it refreshing how Bumblebee was the one adding personal touches <laughs> and knickknacks to bring warmth into the space. I agree. That I is do, a good I, point. Yeah. Yeah. He and Emily are a nice contrast to each other, appreciate the low-key romance. Another thing to mention is the idea that the way Emily Wilde is is described, it seems that she is neurodivergent on the autism spectrum. I read that others thought this as well, especially with her difficulty in reading social situations. Not sure if this was intentional, but just a thought. Loved all the descriptions of fairy folklore. Yeah, I completely agree. I loved Mm -hmm. the, like, the coziness of the cottage and the way that they really made it, the way that Bamblebee really made it, like, their home. Mm -hmm. I thought was so lovely. And I agree. I like. I would not be surprised if the author revealed that she had written Emily to be um, neurodivergent in some capacity. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I also like really loved that about Emily's mm-hmm. character. I agree. I feel like this review really encapsulates just a lot of my feelings in general. Like their dynamic, mm-hmm. the vibe of the book, the fairy and folklore, Emily's character, and just how all of it was intertwined big fan. Our next write-in is from Emma, and they wrote, I loved this book. (laughs) I know it's not very cozy to shout, so I'll stop now, but it was probably my favorite book I've read this year. Oh, yay. That makes me so happy. And I'm so glad that this book club pushed me to read it early. Favorite things. Emily Wilde is a gem. She is so funny. I agree. You know, Emily Wilde is funny. Funny in like her specific way, and it landed. Mm -hmm. 
I loved getting to read about a slightly older protagonist and one who isn't so cute and charming and clumsy. I know, I don't know if it was intentional, but to me, she read as neurodivergent. Either Mm -hmm. way, her bluntness, academic nature, and awkwardness was so refreshing. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that. I really loved, like, that they were both, I mean, obviously Wendell's, like, who knows how Mm -hmm. old he is. Yeah. But, like, Emily is, like, an older protagonist. I, Mm -hmm. I really liked that. I thought that was really fun. Um just like to like have a character who isn't like 17 yeah having these kinds of experiences and For also sure. like that she's older and it's still like a very like cute story because I feel mm-hmm. like once you get into like I feel like there is this perspective that like if you write a book about adults for adults and there has to be like just constant violence constant sex and it's the only way mm-hmm. to like keep people, people's interests very like mm-hmm. HBO approach to fantasy mm-hmm. and I love that this book didn't have that like it was very yeah. wholesome no, I totally agree. And I also like that Emily, especially in romance, you often have a female protagonist who is inexperienced in basically everything from mm-hmm. romantic, from her life, from, you know. But Emily Wilde is, you know, settled in her career. She's almost wrapped up this huge project she's been working on for years. But she's also, like, been researching for, like, a long time just in general. So she's established. Mm-hmm. She has her processes that she does. Um, even their relationship is like established. They didn't just meet each other at the beginning of this book, you know? So yeah. I appreciate that there is this she's even she even has experiences in some relationship aspects too. Like and I just like that she's not just new to everything, which isn't necessarily yeah. bad at any means, but it is just refreshing to have kind of an older, um experienced character. and it and experience can mean so many different things too. Yeah. Which I think is like nice how it's reflected in this book. The next part is Wendell is also hilarious. My favorite man is powerful, but also a ditzy himbo, which is (laughs) Wendell. That is Wendell. He is perfect. I'm in love with him. Super enchanty lore, yet dark fairies, perfect combo. I thought the actual style, very academic, very clinical research paper-esque journal was brilliant both because it just makes sense with Emily, but also because I literally go to uh, JSTOR to read articles for fun. Maybe I I'm love Emily. that. <laughs> <laughs> also, the cover is super p- pretty. I cannot wait for the sequel and hear your thoughts on the book. The cover yeah. is so stunning. It's so pretty. And the sequel's cover is also just as beautiful. Oh, we love the consistency. Yeah. It's just a vibe. Completely. Mm -hmm. I agree. Our next response is from Alyssa, and she wrote, This was my first book from Heather Fawcett, and I immediately fell in love with it. It was everything I hoped for, and I'd give it one million out of five stars if I could. Fawcett has a true talent for world building that instantly transports you into the story and makes you feel like you're actually there. I oftentimes found it difficult to put the book down and loved getting to follow along Emily and Wendell's journey of researching and writing the first encyclopedia of fairies. I fell in love with all the characters in the story and could picture myself right alongside them in the forest, village, and fairy realm. I also truly wish I had a little fairy buddy like Emily did with Poe. I am super excited for the second book in the series to come out next year. Fully agree. I, yeah, we didn't talk about Poe. I loved Poe. I loved that Poe was like, I did the audiobook. And so like, for Mm. me, I just like, because of the voice that the the narrator, also, Mm -hmm. by the way, the audiobook is great. The narrator does like such good voices, Mm. but the voice that she did for Poe was just so cute, but it was just so fun because, like, the description of Poe is so, like, kind of gnarly, <laughs> yeah. spooky. So I just loved that, like, juxtaposition mm. of this, like, very cute creature that was, like, also kind of terrifying. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I loved all the little moments with Poe and, like, her building her, like, friendship mm-hmm. with Poe. I um, love that, too. The book. 
And I also definitely agree, like, I felt so similarly, like, I finished this book in, like, a couple sittings, because mm-hmm. I just, like, could not put it down. Yeah, it was such an easy and compulsive read at the same time. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. And then the last submission that we're going to include for this episode is from Adrian, and their review is an okay story about a bumbling professor and her fairy king sidekick, a fiance who doesn't seek out the fae to study them nearly as much as the title of the book implies. It would probably have caused a lot less problems if she'd done her research first. <laughs> I definitely agree with you there. I think we touched on that a bit. It was a little yeah. surprising that Emily Wilde didn't research where she was going a bit more before she got there (laughs) and then they go on to say as someone who literally has a degree in how to do research emily's lack thereof of an utter abandonment of common sense and caution just made me think she was an idiot Ooh, fair (laughs) (laughs) jane goodell would not approve um I wish it had been one of the three stories it actually was. While I'm disappointed Mm. that it didn't live up to my expectations, it does inspire me to read more actual folklore and fictional stories with folklore in them, and specifically maybe get back into the Wicked Lovely series by Melissa Marr. So this review was actually, like, Adrian had written, like, a really thoughtful long review, which I hope that you please post on Goodreads, because it was a really great review. Even though, like, it was you know maybe we don't agree on every point it was such a like thoughtful review mm-hmm. but the thing that really excited me about this is the mention of the wicked lovely series by melissa mart <laughs> which is so good. okay here's the thing i can't fully recommend it because i haven't read it in like a decade so who knows but like i just remember reading that series and it blowing my mind it was like everything i ever wanted it's like have you ever read it yeah i hated it <laughs> Oh, I thought it was so good. It's like one of the few. I read like, it in seventh grade. Fairy... Though. Oh, fair. So it's one I of don't the know few, if my like... opinion holds up. Fair, fair. It's for me. It was like one of the few fairy books that I've ever read. Like honestly, even including this one, that really like felt truly mm-hmm. like steeped in like that fairy like culture. And Melissa Marr just like really got it of like mm-hmm. how dark and like and also just like sensual like all of that stuff can mm. be it was mm-hmm. just so well done at least like me when I read it back then felt I need to I um, should reread it because I read that book I literally have it as it's one of my most distinct reading memories because I was on yeah. vacation and I brought the city of bones and city of ashes by Cassandra Clare when that was like peak remember read them all yeah and then I couldn't find city of glass at the bookstore so I was like <laughs> oh I'll get a, a new book and I got that book and I was just remember being like, this is not what I was expecting. But I also yeah. was like 12. So yeah. I, I, I don't th- I don't know if my I, opinion or perspective holds up to this day. I should maybe revisit I would that never, series. I would never give that series to a 12-year-old. I, I will throw that out there. Like, I would definitely look up content warnings for that series. It's dark. It's like, I would not give that series probably to anyone under the age of 13. Mm-hmm. So I do want to put that out there. And it's definitely maybe not, like, cozy vibes. But I just think, like, she did really interesting things, especially, like, for a genre that, like, at that point was not a thing. Like, when she wrote that series, it was, like, it was before Sarah J. Mass. It was before, I believe, like, Holly Black or around the time of, like, like, uh, like Tithe. Mm. was a thing so like mm-hmm. it was before a lot of like the tropes of like this genre i feel like was were really popularized mm. um and so like and she i feel like really w- almost was like foundational for like this current rise of the of the genre so um but yeah i don't think i'd recommend it to a younger <laughs> reader <laughs> but i was what just your... really excited when i saw it in there because i was like no one ever talks about this series it's this like, review is inspiring me 
to give it a reread because yeah. I don't know. Because I remember it leaving such a strong impression on me, like as I was reading it, but it was like not a positive one. But again, I yeah. like, I don't trust. I mean, I don't know. I was reading some good books when I was 12, like Golden Compass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think there's like, but you know, there's like those are appropriate. I just like, I know like there are books that I read that were good when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I like, I have such negative feelings about them because like they weren't appropriate for me. Like content wise, like honestly, there are some books I've read and not saying that this was you with this series. It just made me think of it. There are books that like legitimately were like a little bit traumatizing for me (laughs) that I should not have read at that time period. I have very negative feelings about and I'm like, I kind of want to revisit them, mm-hmm. but also they like fill me with like a sense of dread when I think about them. So I yeah. don't know. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah. I really am inspired to maybe give this book another try because I love Faye stories and I love dark Faye stories. And maybe I just encountered yeah. this book too soon. You know, but also maybe it sucks because I also read it 10 years ago. <laughs> so, who knows? I just, I loved it then. So hey, yeah, basically don't pick. trust either of us is the, the message. Don't trust us. Our recommendations are... At least the ones that were from 10, 10 plus years ago. <laughs> also, the Jane Goodall comment on this sent yes. me. That's so funny. Jane Goodall would not approve. I love that. I agree. I like, I do think, like, if if you are going into this and you're wanting, like, more hard fantasy or... Mm-hmm. Not even hard fantasy, but if you're wanting something that is more literary or Mm. I guess a bit more complex then like you might be disappointed in this one because it is lighter um even though like I definitely think that like the author like has a really good like structure and like definitely has a lot of like background research and info that she has about this fantasy world like it is a lighter book so Yeah. yeah I think that's a fair complaint yeah, and I definitely think I can understand, like, if you're not sold on the main character initially. And, you know, sometimes that yeah. happens, like, when you – something just kind of, like, sticks out to you in the very beginning, and then you can never mm-hmm. – like, you see it throughout Especially the Especially if series. you're in that field. Exactly. Yeah. It'd be so Like, if hard. I was a researcher and I read this, I'd be like, what is this lady doing? <laughs> yeah, this is not how research is conducted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, no, that's completely valid. Any other final thoughts about – Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies? Only that, truthfully, I mean, I know a lot of this book takes place in the snow, but I feel like this is Mm -hmm. such a lovely spring-summer read, too. It is. You know, it's just fun. So if you're looking for a beach read, maybe check this one out. (laughs) It's a good one. I agree. Well, on that note, thank you all so much for listening in, and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your spring. Stay cozy. Bye.